good church. And if you got one, you sure better keep it. Can I get a witness right here? Amen. 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 Amen
man. So thank you so much for having me this morning. New Beginnings, would you stand? I want to show Zion how much we love him today. to the online Zion Hill community and the online New Beginnings community. Thank you guys for being here. We know many of you couldn't because of various reasons, but we thank you for being with us Amen. present online. Amen. 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 Online. And uh, Zion, I got some sad news today. My favorite amen ain't here. She got the flu. And uh, my grandbabies were in town this week, and my son is preaching in Hawaii. They came to visit, and you know how it is when the one kid gets sick. It's crazy. The reason why I'm healthy is because they love Nana more than they do Papa. <laughs> they couldn't stay off of a Boston, so I said, okay, y'all go ahead. <laughs> I got to be in Madero, so y'all keep the old man well, amen. But she's watching online, and I miss you, honey. I miss Amen. you, and I love Amen. you. And First Lady, she sends her love. Amen. She loves her some Lady I Boston. Amen. She couldn't be with us here today. Um, there is a word for us. And I want to just be honest and say it ain't because I'm here. It's because your pastor put it on a flyer. <laughs> Whenever a preacher do that to you, you say, this is what I want you to preach right here. <laughs> but you're free to preach whatever you want. <laughs> no, I ain't. <laughs> this is your theme right here. He said, Don't make it up. Look it up. Look it up. That's what he said. Amen. I know I'm in tall grass when I come to Zion here. And you better bring that lesson or all the world going to know you failed at Zion here. <laughs> I don't know what happened at Wilson. He took a dime. <laughs> what a message, though. Would you stand with me for the reading of God's word? We are in the book of Jude today. The book of Jude. If you'll go to the New Testament and go right, the last book before the Revelation. The book of Jude. It's one chapter. It's one chapter. Verse 24 through 25. I'll breathe the word of prayer as we begin. Our Father and our God, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. First for 15 years. Thank you, God. God, you've been so faithful. We can look back and remember when you called the man of God. Yes, sir. Trained him. Gave him a vision. And then you planted him in this city. And today, we just want to tell you thank you. You've been kind to us. You baptized in these 15 years. You dedicated babies. You healed the sick. You saved some who were on their way to hell. And then, oh God, you planted them on this corner. And have given them a voice in the valley. And for that, we thank you. Now, Lord, as we walk this 15-year journey today, would you meet us in the way? Breathe on these, your people. Open their eyes and their ears. 
that they may hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. Breathe on the man of God, my brother, whom I love. Encourage him today in a supernatural way. And then, Lord, remember me in this feeble body. Give me preaching power and preaching permission that preaching may be done. And in the end thereof, we'll give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise. And all God's children said together, amen. Amen. And amen. amen. The book of Jude, verse 24 and 25. Now to him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding great joy to the only wise God our Savior be glory majesty dominion and power both now and forever and all God's people said would you turn to somebody and look at them with the mask on to the neighbor? Oh, neighbor. The preacher wants to talk to you today about this topic. To God be the glory. You may be seen. To God be the glory. Thankful for the reverend clergy that are here today. Reverend Bruce, would you come up and occupy this seat for us here? Not only my sons. So glad to see so many of them here today. Zion, when we come to this portion of the letter from our brother Jude, we come at the tail end of a conversation that he is having with the church of God that's been spread abroad because of the persecution of the saints. Jude. He's writing this note to them because dangerous things are on the horizon. Dangerous things are crashing into the shores of their sacred Communities and they got to run for their lives. Jude. The author of this book is the little brother of Jesus. He is one of Mary's other sons. But his daddy was named Joseph. Jude. A distant disciple. One who didn't follow Jesus as he taught and served on earth, but he followed Jesus after the resurrection. When the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit changed his life. Jude. 
He was one of the 120 that were gathered, Reverend McBee, in the upper room. He was one of those that had a personal encounter with the Holy Ghost. Jude, a convinced disciple that Jesus was the way, the truth, and the lie. Sister Regina, good to see you. Jude had his membership at the First Baptist Church in Jerusalem. Where his pastor was, his big brother James. Jude. He saw the church change. He watched her gather, grow, and go. Jude. He also seen enemies arise. Over the 60 years that the church was in existence, he watched enemies arise to accuse her, deceive her, mistreat her, oppose her, and do all that they could to stop the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's in this letter that Jew writes to equip, empower, encourage and inform the saints about what time it is. Why? He wanted them to know how they were going to have to labor in a fallen world. But today's sermon Zion is not going to be able to look at the entirety of this one chapter. Instead we're going to focus on the final words of the letter. And we'll do this because Jude closes the message in a song. It's a song that's called the doxology. Y'all going to help me preach A doxology is known for being a liturgical form of worship. In other words, he doesn't close his letter like many of the other apostles saying goodbye or see you later or peace be with you. He closes his letter with a song. I feel like working today. And there are three things I in here I want to look at today in your 15th anniversary. And I want to remind us about why we ought to give God the glory. So let's look at the purpose of our praise. All right. All right. Let's look at the person of our praise. And then let's land the plane looking at the power of our praise. Can I say it again? The purpose of our praise, the person of our praise, and the power of our praise. Point number one, the purpose of our praise, verse 24. Now to him. Now you don't get no plan in that. Who is able to keep you from stumbling or falling, the old King James says, and to present you faultless or blameless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Zion, when we come to this portion of the text, we see our brother quoting this famous song to remind us of the purpose of our praise. In other words, our praise has a singular focus and the focus is on God. 
Can I say some more? Yes. It's on God because of what he has done, yeah. what he is doing, and what he will do. Can I say some more? Why is it the focus? Because the focus is all about him. See, God's not doing what he is doing so you can get the glory. He's doing what he's doing in your life so he can get the glory. Everything that God is doing in your life right now, whether you like it or not, is for his glory. I think y'all going to help me this morning, time. The doxology that Jude is quoting is reminding us that our purpose in praising Christ is in recognizing what he's able to do. Uh, Bostic, the text says, Elder, that Jesus is doing this and it's in recognizing that he is the only one who's able to do it. In other words, there's nobody pastor who can do what Jesus does. And then June says, June says what he's able to do. He's able, able. y'all see it in that? To keep you from stumbling. I need it's good to see you this morning. Jesus can keep you walking spiritually in a fallen world. Y'all in here? He can keep you walking upright in a downside neighborhood. He can keep you from stumbling in a humanity that want to see you fall. Can I say some more? Now the thing that Jude is saying here and reminding in the doxology for us is that if you want to keep your feet grounded, God is able to keep you. Huh? He's the only one that can help you walk up straight and not stumble. But you got to yield yourself in the love of God. Can I say some more? Here it is. He alone is able, brother preachers, to guard you and keep you from stumbling. This ain't in my notes, but my grandbaby was here this week, Bruce, and she can't walk yet, but she's trying. She scooted up, Sister Regina, to the couch and climbed herself up, and Papa was watching. And I said, come on, Mama. Y'all know how we do. Come on, Mama. She was testing to see if she really could make it. And right before she was getting ready to fall, Grandpa called her to keep her from stumbling. That's the picture in the text. He's able. To keep you from stumbling. Secondly, not only does the hymn remind us that he's able to keep us, but it reminds us that he's able to present you faultless. Can I work right here? Not only will he keep you if you want to be kept, but he will make sure that on that day, when you see God the Father, the holy judge of eternity. Yes, sir. He'll present you to him faultless. Yes, yes. Now watch this. I know you're saying, but pastor, you don't know what I've done. Pastor, you don't know where I've been. Pastor, 
You don't know what's even on my mind. What Jude is saying here, he'll guard you and keep you just like you never stumbled. When he presents you, it's going to be like you never fell down. <laughs> you never messed up. I know you did it, but when he shows you to his father, it's going to be like it never happened. Just like you never made a mistake. Hey. Just like you never did what you did. Just like you were never guilty of all your sins. Just like you never rebelled against him. Jesus able to keep you and present you. Boy, that's good news right there. Can I get a witness? The third reason and purpose for this hymn is he won't forget or rather, we, it's for us not to forget yes, that when he does this, he's going to do it before his presence, watch this now, with glory yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. and exceeding great joy. Here it is, here it is. One day, for his glory, he's going to bring us into the presence of his holy father. Watch this now. And he's going to bring us as his long awaited bride. On that day, Boston, we, we won't be there for our glory, but we'll be there to glorify the father because of the work of the son. In other words, it'll be Jesus' honor to present a spotless bride who never stumbled. She was faultless the whole time. She was prepared and kept for her wedding day. That's going to be for his honor and his glory. But he's going to do it for you. This joy, watch this now, this joy is going to come because the Bible says it was for the joy that was set before him that he endured the cross of shame so that you could be the apple of his eye. So when he brings us before the Father, he's going to say, look at her, Daddy. Yeah. Ain't she something else? Yeah. I like this right here because the text blows it up for us when he says, with exceeding joy. Yeah. Can I work right there? Now, now what does that mean? Th this means that this joy is not known on earth. This exceeding joy exceeds anything that you and I have ever experienced. So when Jesus presents us, this exceeding joy is going to allow him to finally express his excitement, his enthusiasm, his exhortation that daddy has ordained this marriage. <laughs> okay, I lost somebody. He just going to shout in heaven. That's all I'm trying to say. He's going to shout that we finally made it. 
that we endured the sins of tribulation. We were baptized by fire in his blood. We were wrapped sweetly and kept by the Holy Spirit. We are the apple of his eye and the lambs of his life. He's going to keep us and preserve us. And you talk about a dancing glory. I felt some way right around through that. It's going to present us as his own bride. His prize. His body. His people. His flock. His gifts from the Father. And he's going to do it with exceeding joy. He's going to do this for you. Why? This joy will be his. The honor will be his. The glory will be his. The angels going to be shouting over us because of what he did. And that's why Jude is quoting this song. This song is to be sang for this purpose. For us to remember what he did why he did it, yes, sir. what he's doing, yes, sir. and what he's going to do. Yeah. That's just one verse. Can I say some more? Too much? I love it. Story is told about the great Yogi Berra and Henry Aaron. They were in a battle in the World Series. And Yogi Berra was a catcher for the Yankees. Henry Aaron was a slugger for the Brewers. Everybody was waiting for this showdown. When Aaron came up the bat, Yogi was talking head like he always did. He was a good smack talker. And he could talk a man out of the batting box. Henry came up and he said, Henry, you ain't about to do nothing. Got all these people out here chatting. You ain't got nothing in common. Look at you. You're holding your back wrong. He said, you're supposed to hold it with the label looking at it so you can read it before you swing. Henry didn't say a word at the next pitch. He smacked it. And yonder it went over the left field bleacher. He ran around first, ran around second, came around third. And when he came in to touch home plate, he told Yogi, I didn't come here to read. Y'all in here now? Did you catch it? Just like Henry, Jude is trying to get you to remember your purpose. Don't come here, Zion, and forget why you're here. Don't come here, Zion, and forget who kept you. For 15 years. Don't come in Zion. And get amnesia. About how he brought you over valleys. Dropped you in some hills. Took you through some storms. Know your purpose. Can I get a witness right today? We looked. At the purpose of our praise. Let me show you now. The person. Of our praise. 
Y'all gonna help me preach? Yes, sir. The Bible says that you said to God. To God. Yes, sir. To God. <laughs> Ain't that clear? That's clear. Our Savior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who alone is wise. Yes, sir. That's enough. That's it. That's it. When you come to this next part of the verse of the doxology, yes, we discover the person of our praise. Jude says, first of all, brother preachers, we sing to Jesus because he is God. Y'all in here? To God. That's what he said, right? What does that mean? He is creator. Elohim. El Shaddai. Right? Yahweh. He is the Alpha and the Omega. The creator of all life. The beginning and the end. Not only is he God, but he is God the Savior. This text is loaded. What does that mean? Well, he's the God who saves. The one who rescues. The one who redeems. The one who recovers. The one who restores. When I say your word, just shout. The one who revives. The one who renews. The one who resuscitates. He is the Savior of mankind. True God. Our Savior. Now notice this. I stumbled across something, Dr. Bossick. I think it'll bless you as it blessed me. Jude only uses the word Savior one time in his letter. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And he saves it for the close of the book. It's almost as like he's saying this word is so distinct I'm only going to use it one time. Because as Savior he can't be compared to nobody else. Can I say some more? Instead of using it twice, he could have used it earlier in verse 3, but he says in verse 3 that he, we are a family of the common salvation. He could have used it right there, but he said, I'm going to hold that word. Y'all in here now? And he holds it for the end. Now notice this. It's not enough just to say Jesus is the Savior. Because the devils believe that. It's not enough to Regina just to say he's a Savior. Because the firemen and the policemen save people every day. But you have to make this personal and say he's my Savior. Am I right right there? Jew says he to 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 God our. Yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all see that right there? You see the inclusiveness there? Yes. Now, not only is he our savior, but Jew does something else with the text. Pee wee. He said he's the only wise God. I was doing it our savior. But look at what he does here. The only wise God. Look, he's so much savior. 
that only he can give you wisdom that you need to live in this fallen world. Let me say it another way. He's so much Savior. The false teachers can't be compared or mentioned in the same breath. He's so much Savior. Reverend Williams, that the world cannot match the wisdom of Christ. So Jude says, the only wise God. Can I say some more? Why is this important? Because it's exclusive. When you say only, it's the only one. Ain't a carbon copy. Ain't no duplicate. Ain't no second best. Y'all, I lost somebody right here. He's the only wise Savior. Well, what do you mean? Well, Adrian, the wisdom he possesses cannot be duplicated. The universities can't think on his level. <laughs> I just dropped something right there. The world's best philosophers, TikTok stars, can't create like he can. <laughs> the wisdom that he gives only comes from him. You can't get it nowhere else. See why you need church? The wisdom that comes from him cannot be found anywhere else. The wisdom of the Lord is from the Lord. For the Lord. To glorify the Lord. And it honors the Lord. If somebody, if somebody try to come and give you some advice and it don't honor the Lord, it's not his wisdom. Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? Can I get a couple more witnesses in here? Can somebody holler? I believe that's right. Listen, listen. I wouldn't worship him for no other reason. Look, if I were you and I wanted to get my worship right, I would agree with you that first of all, Jesus is God. He ain't just a good prophet. He ain't just a good historian, a world philosopher. No, he's God. Can I say some more? If I were you and I wanted to get my praise right, I would worship him as Savior. Well, why? He's the only one who can save me. Grandma was good, but she can't save me. Are you in here now? No other Savior can read. Jesus is the only one. Somebody holler, only one. If I were you and I wanted to get my praise right, I would worship him as the only wise God. What do I mean by that? He's the only one I'm going to get my advice from. Are y'all listening to me? What a profound look at the doxology. This is a song here. And we should remember that we don't sing to anyone else. Thank you, daughter, for your ministry and song this morning. Amen. 
I could tell she wasn't singing for us. She was singing for an audience of one. Y'all in here? Jesus ought to be the reason why you sing. He ought to be the reason for your praise. He ought to be the reason why we focus our worship, our work, and our walk in this life. In my study this week, Dr. Boston challenged me with this text. Thank you, Pastor. I stumbled across a poem that I believe says exactly what you have when you have Jesus. He says, in Christ, we have a love that cannot be fathomed. In Christ, we have a life that can never die. In Christ, we have a righteousness that can never be tarnished. In Christ, we have a peace that can never be understood. In Christ, Reverend Nichols, we have a joy that can never be diminished. A rest that can never be disturbed. A hope that can never be disappointed. A glory that can never be clouded. A light that can never be put out. A purity that can never be defined. Help me preach it all over. A beauty that can never be marred. A wisdom that can never be baffled. And resources that can never be exhausted. We ought to sing. This is why we have to understand the person of our praise. We've looked at the purpose of our praise. We've looked at the person of our praise. Let me land the plane now and talk about the power of our praise. Can y'all give me 10 good Baptist minutes? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He says, now. Be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Family, as we come to the close of the church doxology, we discover the power that is proclaimed, First Lady, in this hymn. It's a song that is proclaiming the exclusive power yes, that only belongs to our God. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, Jude says that glory uh-huh. and majesty yes. are distinctly reserved for Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Can I argue my case? Yes, sir. The word glory used here, brother preachers, is a word that describes what I call is the sum total. Yes, sir. Okay. Of all that God is, yes, sir. Hey. Yes, sir. and all that He does. Yes, In other words, the sum total of His glory is everything about Him that's glory. In other words, God is not like man, Andre. See, the glory of man, our, our glory fades like the grass. 
but the glory that God has is eternal. From everlasting to everlasting. Uh, let me give you an example. Brother Cliff, I was watching ESPN this week, and they were giving a historical, analytical view at the 75 greatest NBA players that ever played the game. They had all the statistics. They had the trophies, the championships, the jewelry. But none of them had longevity. What do you mean? They all got old. Their glory faded. Time was not on their side. None of them had the ability today that they had when they played the game. Why? Their glory faded. The sum total of their greatness, Reverend Lorda, left them in what I call was a deficit. And then I looked in the mirror. And guess what I saw? My afro, Boston, is gone. What gravity once held up is gone. Y'all in here? Uh, my good health has been replaced with bad health. I'm living in what we call is a deficit. Y'all feel me right to that? My strong bones, Minister Johnny, have become weak bones. My youthfulness has been replaced with my seniority. I'm living in a deficit. Uh, my glory days have become my story days. I'm the only one. Come on, talk to me over 40 people. Oh, but when I look at Jesus, his glory has never faded. He's the only person in humanity that glory has been from everlasting, everlasting. to everlasting. Yeah. Jude tries to explain it the best way he can. He says his glory and majesty. Yeah. 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 Can I work right there? I asked myself, Jude, why would you use the word majesty? And the Spirit of God whispered to me this. I'm using majesty because I'm trying to describe his royalty. In other words, Wilson, he is majestic. Majestic describes royalty. Why majestic? Well, because he is a king. In fact, just write this down and be quiet. He's the king of kings. And the Lord of lords. He's just talking about his longevity. He's got an unbroken record. He, what they call it, he's still the GOAT. The greatest of all time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Can I say some more? All I'm trying to say, young people, is Jesus is in a class, baby, all by himself. Secondly, we discover that he uses the word dominion. Now, why? He uses dominion to describe how he lives and how 
He exists. Amen. Let me show you what. The Greek word dominion means God has sovereign rule over all the world. Uh, the word in its definition means to have strength and to have might. Okay? He has glory, majesty, dominion. Y'all see that there? He's got strength and he has might. And, and what, what a picture he's painting is that God, Zion, is in control. He's closing the letter to remind you of the power of your praise. When you praise him, you are praising him for his power. His strength and his might. And in other words, yes, he does, son. Jesus has complete control of all things. And this again, this power, beloved, is exclusive power. What do you mean? Nobody rules like him. Nobody. Can I show you something in the text? Okay, can I show you something in the text? He says, <coughs> he has glory and majesty, dominion. Watch this now. And, somebody say and. And, and is the word that hooks up two moving thoughts. Y'all remember the cartoon? Conjunction, junction, what's your function? Working on cause and making That's how we learn English, right? And, but, and or hook up two moving thoughts. Here it is. His glory and majesty, dominion, and power. Yes, sir. Yeah. He hooked power to it. Wait a minute, you just heard he has strength and might. Yes, sir. But now he wants you to know strength and might are different from yes, power. Can I work a little bit right here? Come on, talk to me. Can I work these? The word power here is the Greek word exousia. Yes, sir. And this is not the word dunamis. Dunamis is dynamite like ability but exousia power here is authority he can just say the word and it's gonna happen y'all with me here I'm trying to contain myself he can just say the word and worlds come into existence he can just say the word and your situation go from bad to good. He can just say the word and some money appear in your account. He can just say the word. Why? He's got authority. Not only does he have control, not only does he have oversight, but he's got authority. I like this right here. Can, can, can I say why? Because it's authority over the whole universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to help somebody that's struggling with the devil right now. The devil can only do what God allows him to do. The devil told he got a little power, but he ain't got no authority. Y'all in here now? I remember one day in the hood, I'm off my script. But I was walking down the alley when I was a little boy going, Mom sent me to the bakery. 
And Bruce said, there used to be this dog that everybody in the neighborhood, Brother Johnny, was scared of. Uh Big Rottweiler. Big Rottweiler. And the the guy in the neighborhood used to sit on his porch and kind of torture people with the dog. Mama sent me to the store to get the loaf of bread. Sister Sandy and I'm walking and I'm looking, trying to find the owner. I don't see the owner and I don't see the dog. I kept walking and all of a sudden I heard this chain dragging across the yard. And I looked and he was coming. And I took off Boston. Mama! Y'all in here? And right when he was about to get me, I heard a cha-ching. Y'all in here? The chain caught him. Pulled him back. He screamed. Why? The authority of the chain kept him from hurting me. Well, Jesus, my big brother, is the authority in the universe that keeps the evil one on a long leash. Glory and majesty, dominion and power. I'm landing the plane when I tell you he said both now that means today right here and forever why should you give him praise because right now he's exercising authority right now he's exercising strength right now he's exercising might and tomorrow he's going to be exercising it again Why? Because it belongs to him. (laughs) Oh, I got the critters getting too good to me. But Zion, it was the same power that enabled him to come down to 42 generations. Wrap himself in the womb of a little virgin girl. Same power. Same power allowed him to walk the dusty streets of Palestine. Give sight to the blind. Give hearing to the deaf. And defeat the demonic. Same power. Same power allowed him to walk on the sea and calm the storm. Same power. Same power allowed him one Friday to take a cross up a hill called Golgotha. And out on the cross he died didn't he guys They stretched him high and they dropped him low. He died with power. And in his death he washed away my sin. Gave me access back to God. Went into the grave. Took the sting out of death. And victory over the grave. And with the same power. God the Father raised him back to life. And now he lives at the right hand of God. With the same power. I'm closing now. But I'm
That is why. That- 